Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No you are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Aquaman. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life has a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. They made me what I am. Permission to come aboard. I've been looking for you. Your half-brother, King Orm, is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pep talk ever. I want to strap in. because you're of two different worlds. But that is exactly why you are worthy. That was awesome. A war is coming to the surface. And I'm bringing the wrath of the seven seas with me. Alright everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for Aquaman and the story is as follows. Aquaman finds himself caught between a surface war that ravages the sea and the underwater Atlanteans who are ready to revolt. The film is starring Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, Dolph Lundgren, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, and Nicole Kidman. The film is directed by James Wan, written by David Leslie Johnson, McGoldrick, and Will Bial. Joining me for this review, I have J.C. Aldrich. Hi, everybody. And Danilo Castro. How's it going? Uh, so we are about to navigate these rough waters over here known as the DC Extended Universe. It has been a very rocky time uh, for them with some failures in Batman v Superman, Justice League, Suicide Squad, some successes such as Wonder Woman. And of course, I, I know some of us are fans of even Man of Steel over here as well. But needless to say, DC has been needing some sort of a shot in the arm, especially after the momentum that Wonder Woman had built up was kind of squashed 
matched again with Justice League, which I still maintain is one of the great disappointments of last year for me. And now we come to Aquaman, the film directed by James Wan, known for the Conjuring series. And, you know, there's definitely... I would say there's tempered expectations heading into this for sure, just based on the DC uh, track record right now. But there's also high expectations in that they kind of need a string of successful films in order to keep these, you know, keep the audiences coming and just keep the films coming, honestly. You know, if you keep turning out movies that people are not that interested in, then eventually it's all going to kind of come to an end at this point. And I know that some of the studio executives are definitely scratching their heads and starting to sweat a little bit, wondering what to do with these properties. But here we are, standalone Aquaman film. Let's find out what the next Best Picture team thought about it. JC, let's start off with you. What did you think of Aquaman? Well, so I had a great time. I thought it was, I laughed a lot. I was on the edge of my seat literally a couple of times. Um... I think Jason Momoa is just awesome. I mean, I'm like a huge Cal Drogo fan, so it's like, I don't know, I'm biased. Um, and it was a really good, it was a really fun ride. My only thing is I didn't really go into it with high expectations to begin with. So it makes me wonder, like, if this were a Marvel film, how I would have left. I feel like I might have been disappointed Um by some of the storytelling um, or how it connected with, I didn't realize that this movie was post justice league. Um, And it just, I just wish that I'll still always stand by this. I just really wish that DC would have just sucked it up and done origin stories before justice league. It just would have been better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally agreed with that. Mm hmm. Well, you know, I have to admit the storytelling can be a little clunky in this. The screenplay is a whole other thing entirely, which I will certainly get into. Uh, Danilo, what did you think of Aquaman now? Um, I think like everybody else here, my expectations were kind of tempered just based on the DC's track record. Um, the trailers look pretty fun. Momoa seems like he's having more fun than maybe some of the other lead actors and some of the other DC properties. So that was kind of an appeal. Um, I wasn't expecting too much going into it, and I roughly got what I wanted. Um, it didn't surpass expectations or, or or anything like that, but it gave me a fun time. You know, uh, I don't know necessarily like the replay value, but definitely I would say besides Wonder Woman, probably the most fun I've had at a DC movie. I have to agree with that. I actually think this might be. The second best DC movie, but it's kind of a significant drop from Wonder Woman to this, in my opinion. Like, they're not neck and neck as far as I'm concerned. I think Wonder Woman's storytelling is a million times better. Mm. I want to actually give some credit to uh, Daniel Joyox, who pointed out to me on Twitter that the storyline for Aquaman is beat for beat, 100% Black Panther. It is. Yeah. It is. I was thinking that with the the villain aspect. It It was, oh, yeah. That is very true. And it kind of like felt lazy to me in many ways. Like I I appreciated that 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 kind of a story is epic in and of itself, you know, and there's definitely a sort of um, mystical quality to like the rise of a legend who is reluctant and, you know, has to take his birthright as like the king and so on and so so forth. You know, we see stuff like that, like in The Lion King and, you know, Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. Um, But here, I, I just, 
I don't know. To me, it was like I feel like I felt like I'd seen this before. What I didn't feel like I had seen before was the underwater uh, special effects, and I actually was quite impressed here because I thought Justice League had absolutely horrendous visual effects and to a certain extent same thing with wonder woman in its third act where the first two acts i thought were actually pretty pretty damn good uh well staged though and that's what i got here with like james wan's direction of everything i thought the visual effects were actually pretty damn good here and i thought that the action set pieces were very well staged and the choreography was really well done like the moments where it really needed to get the adrenaline pumping. I thought James Wan really delivered. Mm-hmm. Where the film falls for me is this damn screenplay. And that's what killed it for me every single step of the way. Like, I cringed so hard in the movie theater when they said, and I will be given the title of Ocean Master. Oh, and I was I like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe that that was like... That an- sounds like <laughs> toddlers, like playing storytelling. Yeah. When they're- oh. That was rough. That was and there are so many instances of this in the, in the story where just from a screenplay perspective, like, I don't know, like the po- part where he needs to put a little bit of water on uh, this thing uh, in order to reveal like a clue to reveal like where the trident is, uh, like... Whatever, like all of that, it, he has like a line in where he's like, I could have just peed on it. <laughs> Knee slapper, you know? I thought that was hilarious. Oh, that's fine. It felt, I, it felt in character with, with Jason Momoa's like persona. I felt like he would have said that in real life. Like, yeah. as a person. I just don't know if I like the whole... Because this is what happened with Wonder Woman too. Wonder Woman was like in a very, very tough position where they needed to take elements that Snyder started with um, uh, Batman v Superman mm-hmm. and kind of bring them into the standalone Wonder Woman film. And the same thing has happened here where they have to take elements that he started with the Aquaman character, Offer Curry, from Justice League, and they have to bring it here. So they have the whole, you know, he's got like a rough edge to him. He drinks. He's kind of a surfer bro type of badass and i don't know if those elements really actually work here i i really don't i i never i never kind of got on board with this character and why i should feel sympathy for him so much and it's been a it's been a struggle um throughout every movie that he's been a part of so far and i still don't know if i'm fully on board with it I think that part of that could be Matt because I was talking um, to to my friend about this last night when we saw the movie afterwards that the thing that I struggle with DC that I've kind of always struggled with is that there's just the stakes just never seem high enough like the characters and the heroes in these movies don't seem to have weaknesses like obviously superman has kryptonite but like aquaman is just like impenetrable like okay a plasma beam can hurt him but then he's all better like they just it just doesn't ever seem like there's whereas with marvel these are characters that are really flawed and that are really built out and carved and have like very sustainable or unsustainable um weaknesses that could lead to their death yeah it just so it just doesn't seem like i don't know it's just this movie seemed 
a lot fluffier and lighter than the rest of the DC movies, which I kind of liked because when I think of DC, I think about the animated TV shows Mm -hmm. from when I was growing up. and, And those were always much like lighter and just kind of funnier. But yeah, the stakes just don't ever seem like they're really stakes at all. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of understand exactly what it is that you're saying here. I don't know if they do a really good job of defining um, both what these characters want, uh, what makes them vulnerable, um, the, the, the traits that make us relate to them is another thing that I find uh, to be a struggle. I guess we're supposed to relate to the fact that he likes drinking with his dad at bars. You know, mm-hmm. I, and taking and taking selfies with people. I don't know. Like th- that that sequence, I thought was actually genuinely funny. Yeah, uh, where the biker, tough biker dudes are like coming up to him, and he ends up like taking selfies with them, and he turns out to be like this wildly fun personality type. And I will admit, I think that Jason Momoa does have a comfortability in the role and a natural charisma that does come through. He's just given really bad dialogue, though. That I mean, and I'm not saying that he's a great actor. Uh, maybe a great actor could salvage uh, such bad dialogue, but he clearly, I don't think, can. And there are other people in this movie that just, oh, man, like Amber Heard, Patrick Wilson. Uh, I mean, like, they, they just have to say things sometimes that I'm just <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I feel so bad for you guys, you know, that – but. And then there's Nicole Kidman, who kind of escapes uh, that 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 burden of having to work with such a you know terrible screenplay because she disappears from the movie for a large chunk of time, and when she is on screen, she doesn't really talk. <laughs> so, I, I actually found uh, Nicole Kidman to uh, be quite a fun presence in the movie for when she was on screen here. Uh, going going over to Patrick Wilson though for a moment as uh, or- Orin, uh the the Ocean Master. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly thought he was horribly miscast here. Oh yeah. I, and I probably get that he was cast because you know he's worked with James Wan before on yeah. uh, the Conjuring films. They probably have a really That's good relationship. Where I've seen him. Yeah. Oh, that was really bothering me. Yeah. It makes sense. He also does look like he would be like the offspring child of uh, Nicole Kidman and some other, you know, undersea king. blue-eyed. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, the thing that killed me so much with Patrick Wilson in this movie was like, I honestly felt like every single line that he said in the movie was him yelling. Oh, Did anybody else feel that way? And I couldn't, when he yelled, whenever he gave that big old yell, it was hard to take him seriously. (laughs) Attack! (laughs) He doesn't seem, yeah, he doesn't seem like someone who would do that naturally. Okay, is it just me, or did any of y'all feel like when they spoke loudly, like I was like, how is anybody else hearing you guys? Like underwater? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're just like speaking and then the entire sea can hear you. And I'm like, how did I don't hear what? I actually thought that when there's a part where I'm trying to think where they have Aquaman like tied up and he's kind of far away from the throne where Orm's talking. He's so far away. Yeah. <laughs> That was the first thing I thought. I was like, how can he hear him? Maybe it's like a sonar thing that we just didn't catch on to. I don't know. Yeah, they left that That probably makes the most sense in all honesty. (laughs) The film film opens up with, you know, voiceover uh, from Momoa kind of recounting the events of his uh, childhood and how his parents met. And like I was saying before, beat for beat, moment to moment. I felt like I had seen all of this before in other movies and it didn't feel original. It didn't feel fresh. didn't feel exciting. The parts that were 
fresh and exciting to me was when we actually did get down to um, Atlantis and we saw the production design, um, the visual effects, mm-hmm. the makeup, the way that they uh, designed the costumes and all of that felt really reinvigorating for me watching this. And then like the film does this weird thing where it's like to tell like this story that has epic scope, we got to like open it up, so to speak. So let's go the, to the furthest place we possibly can from the ocean and let's go to the desert. And it's yeah. like, that just felt so at odds with like the rest of the movie to me. And I still don't know yet. Um, I, I feel like this might be a little inconsistent, but maybe someone will correct me on this. Is there like some sort of an issue where a lot of the Atlantean people can't breathe above water? Like they need water? Yeah. The yeah. only the only so okay, I actually really liked that they brought him a desert because that is true that the desert used to be underwater, like it used to be an ocean. So I thought that was kind of a nice like tie-in. I don't know so much about like why it was necessary to have it be in the middle of the desert and why it couldn't have just been like underwater. And since there's so much water that we have never seen, like it just (laughs) seems like we'd have plenty of exploring to do underwater, but don't, don't worry. James Cameron's going to take us to those places in the avatar. (laughs) (laughs) They they wanted a chance to to shoot the desert and to play that Pitbull song for like 20 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) So true. <laughs> so true. Perfect. <laughs> we need shots of Jason Momoa wearing his T-shirt half on, half off in yeah. the desert, looking all sweaty and hot, <laughs> with a pitbull song. <laughs> girls everywhere are so happy. I, I have to say, uh, for girls that are going to see this for just to look at Jason Momoa, I, I think they get their money's worth with your this wish movie. will come true. Like from there are so many scenes that are specifically designed to show off his body, like. And I am so okay with that. Like, oh, when he says permission to come aboard, I was like, yeah, you have permission. <laughs> come right ahead. Oh, Where were we? Good. Highborns, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you have um, people like Willem Dafoe who, I don't know, like, I feel like he doesn't get anything to do in this really at all. I feel like he could just do all this in his sleep. Poor Willem. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, actually the one character that I actually found very interesting and I thought they did a good job with conceptually was the Black Manta character and you know, creating this revenge story for him and obviously something that's going to uh play off in future films. But there I have two issues with it and that is one, I do think uh Yaha Abdul Mateen, I, I don't even know if it's yet Mateen the 2nd, I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel like his performance is so incredibly forced mm-hmm. and yeah. has zero depth yeah. whatsoever. I agree 100%. I had huge issues with that whole storyline, like from the ex- because, especially like the scene, the revenge story about the father and stuff was so clearly the father's fault. Like he yeah. led, uh, I just that whole storyline just irritates me because it was so parallel to black panther and black panther was done so incredibly well it's like why are you like i just yeah i agree the other thing too that i couldn't like i couldn't like overcome this while watching it the entire time and that is no matter how much like technology i feel like you give this character um to defeat aquaman aquaman so clearly outmatches him 
in like every yeah, he's way. Never a threat. No. Yeah. I never once ever considered this guy a threat to Aquaman's life. Not once. And the film right. like really genuinely tries to play it up like he's going to kill him and he's going to probably stab him with one of these blades or something. And it's just like I never, ever, ever bought it. Not it for a got, single second. It got to be slightly comedic, I felt almost. Oh, yeah. The level of failure that he experienced every time he showed up. Cause, like, <laughs> it was. Because he accidentally, I think, aids in what happens to his father at the beginning. I don't want to be too specific. And then later on, he gets like knocked off a cliff. And we just watch him hit every rock on the way down. <laughs> it's like so funny. Yeah, that was really funny. But his, it was. Act, like, his costume just makes me laugh. Because it is funny. It is funny. It's very... Like, yeah. It's, it's almost like Power Rangers or... I don't know. It's something... Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> totally Power Rangers. So Power oh, that's, Rangers. that's fantastic. I just... That makes me think now that every... I'm going to see him. And when he does that, like, pose, I'm just going to think about the music playing when they're like... <laughs> What's their tagline when they like get into their ranger suit? Oh god, I, it's been a while, but I think I know what morphin you mean. time or something. Something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, in any event, though, uh, positives. Um, I really, really like the score by Rupert Gregson Williams. Yeah. And call it a generic, epic sounding, you know, film score, whatever. I'm a sucker for those, and that also helped me a lot with. Um, uh, which, which which movie was it? Uh, with Wonder Woman, yeah, no, because he did. He also did the music for Wonder Woman uh, oh, last okay. year as well, and I love the score for that. I love the score that he did for Hacksaw Ridge, and it feels like every year I'm getting like a film score from this guy that it just. I don't know. Uh, I really, really like the. I really, really like his style, and I like what his music brings to the visuals that we're seeing on screen. And I really do feel that uh, his music helps to elevate a lot of what it is that we're seeing. What else did I like about this movie? I, I know there are things that I definitely did like. I just, it's a little hard. I, like I said before, I like this. I like the action. The action was well staged. It wasn't like, you know, Batman Begins or something where it's like, I can't tell what is happening. And yeah. it also wasn't like Justice League where it was such a, such a, like a mess of CGI that you couldn't make out anything in that either. Mm -hmm. And here it was very clearly defined what was always happening. Um, even though, like I said, the storyline almost put me to sleep multiple times. Oh God, I'm going to another negative. This movie's too long. It's like two and a half hours yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of exposition, but a lot of people expositing. Yeah. Um, there wouldn't have had to be too much exposition if they had, if this had been like the second Aquaman and the first yeah. Aquaman was like the actual origin story of Aquaman. You're right. And then they're trying to squeeze everything in. Plus like whatever he had, it just, uh, it just seems very Iron Man two ish where like, but the difference is that Iron Man two actually. Yeah. Made I can see that. Yeah. I mean, they have what one scene when he's a kid and he's at the, aquarium and you know you you could tell that the fish uh can clearly understand him and he's got the voiceover explaining all of this like they try to make it an origin story in, in, a, in a way yes. too yeah the whole movie really is an origin story when you think about it mm -hmm. of him becoming the rightful king of atlantis and you know claiming his birthright and so on and so forth so it is it, it's it's just such in a weird position where it's trying to continue 
the setup of the character, the tease, so to speak, of what we were given before with Justice League. Mm-hmm. I'd like to – actually, no, I wouldn't like to. I don't want to go back and rewatch Justice League. But I would be curious to go back <laughs> and rewatch Justice League to see what that character is like in that movie and then compare it to how he is here. I, I I don't really remember Justice League, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh to know that to know enough, but I do remember, for example, in Justice League, doesn't he have like the Atlantean armor uh and stuff? Yeah, kind of. And uh, oh, I think no. GC said it. What? Oh no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, if that's true, then that's like a terrible like He has some armor. I because I think I think you mentioned it earlier, JC. Like I was surprised to find out that this was post Justice League. Yeah. That was weird to me. Because mm-hmm. then it, it was like, so was he not really Aquaman yet when we saw him in Justice League? And if so, that's like a weird, like retroactive thing to put on that movie. Yeah, it was it was strange. I will say, I think that this this is a really good I think they're just I think it's a fun, harmless time at the movies. Yeah, this is like the middle ground. Like, I think they're really making improvements like they're not going backwards. This movie is definitely lighter than Wonder Woman, which is where probably like I think, Matt, you might be thinking and Danilo that like this is kind of second best because Wonder Woman was such a strong film overall. It was very like dramatic still and it kind of held on to the the suspense and drama that I like so much about Man of Steel um but I think that this is where they're trying to kind of lead into they're trying to get back to like animated series DC where it's like fluffy and happy and I think that they're they're trying they're moving there yeah we'll see like I'm gonna give them the next movie or two to what's the next DC movie coming out? Is it Shazam? Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I um, wish we just moved to Wonder Woman. Uh, which, what's it called? 1984. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like just, get, just give us that movie right away, please. Yeah, it's Shazam, Joker, and Wonder Woman 1984 next year. Oh, oh and Joker. Oh, Joker. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That could be cool because my favorite part be. in Suicide Squad was Harley Quinn and Joker's relationship. That was like... My favorite part. And there wasn't any of that. Well, we'll have to wait and see here because in this uh, Joker film, I um, don't think Harley Quinn is. Yeah, uh-oh. I don't think Margot Robbie's doing that again. So, <sighs> yeah. Sad. Well, in any event, though, you know, I do think this is a step in the right direction as well. I don't think yeah. they are going backwards. It's just not great. I think it's good enough for if you're looking to go see an entertaining film uh, that by all accounts is decent i mean there are some people who won't give a crap that it's like beat for beat like black panther you know they'll just Mm -hmm. eat this stuff up they will find the humor funny where me i kind of scoffed at it um the action is definitely really well done and i thought the third act as well was just balls to the wall crazy in terms of the level of cgi but yet still having a tremendous amount of focus on what was actually going on i think the ending is also very powerful as well Mm -hmm. um i I definitely uh, not the not the mid-credit sequence might add which made me go oh i know but uh, everything up until that i was really really enjoying and you know we might end up with a uh Oh, God, they really are ripping off Marvel. We're going to end up with like a four Loki relationship between these two characters, I'm sure. Uh, They're copying Marvel, but like not in the ways that I told them to. And it's like (laughs) so annoying. You told them to specifically. So I'd say it's I'd say it's better than Venom, you know, which was like another 
you know, comic book property that came out this year that I think is just flat out awful. Aww. Uh, but it's not anywhere near as good as enjoyable you know the highs of black panther or infinity war sure you know it's like it's like somewhere in the middle yeah yeah infinity so i was infinity war is just like it was so good that i still don't know how i feel about it like i'm still upset but it was it was fantastic it's just like i just feel deflated every time i think about it Mm. it's job all right so now final thoughts great out of 10 uh, Oscar potential is going to be weird because this film was actually left off of the visual effects shortlist. So it mm. will not be contending for visual effects, which leads me to believe that it won't be contending for anything this yeah. year at the Oscars mm. in any category, which is fine. I always imagined if it was going to get in anywhere, it would be a visual effects slot. And it, it wouldn't have been a bad slot, you know, for yeah, it to no. go there. Great looking movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to get a single nod at this point. Yeah. Which, by the way, Suicide Squad is an Oscar winner for makeup. And that still upsets me to this day. (laughs) Uh, JC, let's start off with you, though. Uh, Any final thoughts and what grade would you give Aquaman? So, you know, I remember laughing a lot. Like, I remember thinking that this movie, well, in the long time it's been since I've seen the movie, um, I... I really thought it was funny and maybe it was because it was really late night and it was like midnight and I was high off of like three monsters at that point. But I was like laughing my butt off sometimes, but I will say I was sometimes the only one laughing in the theater. So like, that's a problem I run into frequently. Um, So take that with a grain of salt. I think this is a really nice Christmas Day movie, like for families who like to go see a movie on Christmas Day. If Mary Poppins Returns isn't your thing, if like you're a family of mostly men, oh, maybe that's assuming things, whatever. I I don't know. Anyways, I think that like my family would really enjoy seeing this movie on Christmas Day. It's like not going to make you think too much. It's a really fun ride. Jason Momoa is super attractive and really funny and does what he has to do as Aquaman. Um, I Amber Heard was nice, and mm, um, that's, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> and was red. I, I I'm sorry. I I don't <laughs> understand why Hollywood keeps trying to make her happen because I, I don't either. She's like a washed out Margot Robbie. It's just like it's just not meant to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm also biased for other reasons, but I won't get into those. Um, and that's fair. And Nicole Kidman, I just, I love her. She's, I'm really glad that Hollywood is, is like giving her, uh, this is putting her back out there more. Cause I really think she deserves it. Um, so great out of 10, I'll give this like, <sighs> Last night when I left, I was feeling like this was a seven, but the way this conversation has gone makes me feel like it's more like a six for me. So I'm going to go with six. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. Danila? Yeah, I'm actually going to I'm gonna put my score up front here. I'm going to agree with JC and give it a six. Um, it, it, it meets the bar of what I was hoping to get, but it doesn't like jump over it, really. It just meets that. Uh, I had a good time watching it, but I don't know if like... I don't see myself like sitting down and wanting to necessarily rewatch this um, unless it would be like with people or someone else put it on. But it was a fun time. I thought Momo was was charismatic and I thought 
the visual effects uh, held my interest when 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 the script faltered. Um, so overall, a good time, but not necessarily something I would like jump out and recommend. Yeah, this is like probably the second or third best DC film that we've received in recent years with this whole new Justice League initiative, um, which honestly, for me, isn't really saying much, though. Um, I definitely think this movie has a lot of faults, but at the same time, it is very easily digestible. Um, It's an easy movie to just sit down and watch, you know, and it doesn't require much of its audience really at all, maybe other than patience because it is a long movie, but it has action set pieces to keep things going. There is humor involved that will obviously uh, make you laugh in some cases or cringe in others like I did. Um, the actors are that are there, like when Nicole Kidman is on screen, it's interesting because honestly, I, I just find it like a, like a novel, like moment in life to see Nicole Kidman in a movie like this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and I just I and I just like I don't know the, to me to me it's almost like the equivalent of like Daniel Day Lewis popping up in like in a Marvel movie it's just <laughs> it's just so bizarre but fascinating at the same time to watch it all kind of play out uh, and then to you know the story is for me just just a tad bit boring and in the sense that I feel like I've seen it countless times before even in other movies that came out this year before. So, I don't know. I mean, where am I with this? I, I'm, like, stuck in the middle because I also didn't hate it. And I felt where the moments where it did work, it really did work. My audience seemed to like it. They cheered at certain moments, which was, you know, always a good sign to see that your audience is really into what's going on. So, I, I'll, I'll go right down the middle and I'll go with a five. I, I'm not leaning negative. I'm not leaning positive. I'm really not sure where I lean, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure I would want to watch it again. But if my family said, oh, Matt, Aquaman, what do you think? I'd be like, you'd enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Why not? You know, it's, it's, I think it, I think it's a mass entertainment film. And to, to DC's credit, I think they have taken the criticisms that they received with the Zack Snyder films uh, so far. And I, I think that they definitely are listening you know, the tone of this movie is definitely different than Batman v Superman. And, you know, it's not as dark. It is light. It definitely is taking, I think, maybe one too many cues from Marvel, potentially. But at the same time, if, if that's the formula that we're following to create a success, then I think they I think they found it. So with that said, uh, OK, JC, where can I find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JC Aldridge. And Danilo. You can find me on Twitter at Danilo S. Castro. And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our review of Aquaman here on the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and now newly on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and also your support, which you can give to us if you head on over to Patreon for $1 minimum a month. On our Patreon page, you will get exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.